podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Support for this podcast comes from the patrons at patreon.com slash FML FPL. We're back to normal pod. We're we're three thousand miles away. Pod, how are you doing? How are you feeling? Yeah, good. I mean, I had like eleven hours sleep last night. Oh my god! Back home, you know, Monday, feeling all right. Yeah, Monday, a little stuffy, a little congested, but it's fine. You know, I'm having those feelings too. I think it's allergy season. I also think no Derek, no Nate, no Max. We're just a little like thrown off here. Yeah. Um. So before we just jump in, as usual, to our teams, we we talked on earlier pods about announcements that are coming in October, and October's tomorrow, so everything will be up on our Patreon, patreon.com slash FMLFL by the time this podcast is released. Um, First off, I'm proud to say we're going to donate a percentage of our October Patreon income to kick it out. It's Black History Month in the UK, so when we were talking to the kick it out people, they said this would be... This would be a good month to do it. There's obviously still a ton of racism in football, racist fans around the UK, Europe. Kick It Out does a great job promoting awareness, teaching people, etc. We're all for that. We don't tolerate the that, that racist shit on here. Um, and also we're adding an additional podcast per week, which will also be another tier. They're going to be shorter and not always FPL-based. Like We're going to start doing some Fantasy Champions League stuff on there. We want to do some deep dives into FPL players and teams on there. We have some other like you know loose ideas, but also if you have ideas for additional episodes, please send them in to us. I think that's it, right? Exciting shit. Yeah, I mean, I think the additional episode one, like you said, you know, about 20, 30 minutes in length is what we're thinking. But I mean, we're probably going to make it like one more dollar per month or something, like nothing nuts. Yeah. But we'll probably try and do it like on a midweek thing. But yeah, that, that will, we're obviously going to keep doing our normal podcast for the, for everyone as is normally timed. But that extra one will be behind the, that paywall. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, so we're, Ideally, we'd like to get it to a level where it's like, you know, four or five different like rotating topics that we just change, you know, per week or per what's going on or maybe sometimes have guests and shit like that and just kind of take it from there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. Maybe it will crash and burn and be horrible and we'll just like stop it (laughs) or it'll be great and we'll keep doing it. Yeah. That's possible. (laughs) We'll find out really soon. It's going to be great. Really, really quick. All right. So. We're potting before Manchester United and Arsenal, and this episode is going to be released after Manchester United and Arsenal. But so far, how are you doing this week? Um, pretty average. It feels like everyone's kind of average, but I'm on 55 all out. Um, the Raz late goal when I had a captain really saved me. Uh, Kevin, obviously, and then I had cleans from Robbo and Trent. Um, you know, Mount, who I just brought in, netted me a negative because I got rid of McGinn, but you know, only two points, and I still, you know, still feel good having Mount for the for the near term. I have two frees. I mean, Alaire got me an assist, so I ended up up there instead of having Tammy's blank. But I mean, Tammy probably should have gotten more than a blank, but like a brace, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a goal was probably fair on balance, but you know, fifty-five is pretty good. The the Norwich guys. Blanked again, second straight for both of them. Didn't feel great. Yeah, but they're home Villa, so we'll we'll give them that game and then maybe reassess things. But overall, you know, team's kind of chugging along. I only made the one transfer, so I have two frees. I really don't know what I'm doing with my moves, so we'll hopefully talk about that. It's crazy. You went up 16k and you're at 109k overall. You got four more points than me this game week, and that four points alone is worth seven hundred thousand. Places in the game week rank, and you went up more than me despite being two hundred thousand places higher than me already. So just yeah. so it's just like a nice little reminder when I was looking at your team that like it's still so early. If yeah. I just got like one more random return, like you know, just imagine a world where like Gun also kept it clean. I finished on fifty one. If I had one more return, I'd be up like probably another hundred thousand places. It's just it's still so volatile this early. Yeah. Well, we also have no one, me and you, neither of us have anyone in the game today, so things will change further. Yeah, things will change further. But, I guess like OBS and United, United Defenders, D. that's yeah. the main shit, right? 
What did you do this um, week? Yeah, so 51, um, not great, but but above average, so fine. I went up around 50K. I'm at 300K as of now. Again, there's still auto subs and, and Manchester United Arsenal, so we'll see. Um, the best thing I did was to Mori in for Jop, Diop. Um, he got zero points. Tomori got seven points. So without that, I would have been like pretty much bang on average and probably down like 100K instead of up. Um, yeah. Tomori seven was really nice. My, my cheap at the back is still looking okay. Loten got four. Soy got six. Tomori got seven. So that's good. Gone is still kind of a nightmare and a big mistake on my wildcard, but it's fine. It's the second time in three weeks that my captain didn't start, which is not <laughs> ideal. Um, but that Kuhn assist was gigantic for me and really, really saved me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, basically, basically everyone else blanked. Um, and Hay- my, Hayden's red, staying on your bench. Yeah, Hayden red, just chilling. Kelly second on my bench, six pointer, just chilling. Like everything's okay, guys. No, no problemo. Um, yeah, that's basically where I'm at. I mean, I got a lot of things to think about, similar to you, and with the double Norwich blank again. Um, you know, people are starting to get restless with Mo again. It's like you know his second blank of the season and everyone's like, oh, mow out. But the fixtures are really bad. So I don't know, a lot, lot to think about. My three city guys all returning, doing the job, getting me over the line. So that's about it. Um, okay. I'm not, I guess I'm not going to do housekeeping this episode because there's still the match and there's still the auto subs and that'll yeah, change a lot of scores and stuff. There's no point. There's no point. So moving we'll on. We'll just announce it next pod who won or whatever. Yeah, we'll announce next pod and the mug will be in the Yeah, mail. next international break after this oh. weekend, so it'll be everything will be fucked up or whatever. Everything's fucked. So we'll do a fireside or two again next week, hopefully, and then you know, back two weeks from now with the normal FPL pre game week seven pod or pre game week eight pod rather. Yeah. So moving on. We might as well talk about Norwich. I mean, we both are double Pookie Cantwell starting all, or if not all, majority of the matches in, in their good run. Um, we had Chucky, Zach, John on Slack all asking about Pookie, wondering if it's time for to potentially for him to go, especially if he blanks this week home Villa. We had Mitchie on Slack. Norwich might just be legitimately bad, right? If so, Pookie plus Cantwell, is that really long-term sustainable? And Vax on Slack. Cantwell staying on my team, but I don't love starting him every week anymore. I'm looking at a 6-0 and below mid to rotate with him and start most games. Is Iose still diabolical? I'm considering Cho. Any others catching your eye? Where are we at on Norwich? Um... I mean, it's definitely concerning that yeah. their last three away games to Palace, Burnley, and West Ham, all within the last four game weeks, they lost 2-0 in every single one. Um, they look pretty bad against Palace. Uh, Campbell had one pretty huge chance that he yeah. just didn't slot. Yeah. And Pookie had a half chance, but their XG on the whole game as a team was like 0. 0.6 or something. Yeah, 0.7. Yeah, they just didn't create... They just didn't create much. So, I mean, Home Villa, obviously, we're going to have to just start them because that's a good fixture at home for them. But they have, it seems, I mean, they're away fixtures. They have so many away fixtures somehow, but they have at Bournemouth and they have at Brighton. So, and then Home United sandwiched between there. So, if, I mean, if you're buying that they're going to be bad and struggling to create chances away, which are you so buying far, that? I mean, that's what they're doing. I just don't, they seem to just like not be able to. Control the ball in midfield, and it's just they have these little quick counters, but nothing much is coming from them. And yeah, I don't know. It's a small I just sample like, size. What do you yeah, think? I mean, do you I was th- about to yeah. say, like, the season as a whole is a small sample size. So just looking at the aways versus the home is even smaller sample size. I mean, I think to me the 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 match script or the way the matches play out or the team how the teams are playing against play have been more telling to me than like home or away. Like the fact that like they looked good at home versus City and Chelsea, I mean maybe more surprising City, but especially Chelsea is like that makes sense. There's a lot of space. These teams are pushing everyone forward. There's room to counter. And City have been conceding tons of chances. They conceded a ton against Everton too. Like 
that is more in line with what the teams are allowing than I think is relevant for like home and away. Like away against these buses and in, in like Burnley and Palace, the last two, it's like that's not how Norwich want to play. Uh, apparently, you know, like I didn't watch them last season, but it seems like that so far. It seems like they need space, they need to be able to counter, and then they look good. So I'm wondering, like, you know, home Villa, it's not a great match, but it's okay. And then away Bournemouth, like, everyone's going to be like, oh, bench your Norwich assets, they suck away. Like, to me, that's a perfect away match. That's, like, open, counter, like, I feel like they're going to be really good in that match. But maybe I'm I'm just being dumb, I'm not sure. We didn't really park against them on Saturday. I mean, there we yeah. had a lot of the ball, and I mean, there was we Norwich were just bad. I don't know they yeah. just couldn't like break through the center of the park, kind of thing. Was kind of what I could tell. But yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. I, I take it. It's I guess the other thing. Some of those questions we're touching on. You know, if you want to look elsewhere from Cantwell about starting them, or if you want to rotate him, like how much do you have to spend? I guess it depends, right? Team by team, like how much do you have invested in your heavies? Like how many heavies do you have? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's looking like they're just not scoring enough goals to have two attackers. Yeah, they're like, not it just creating enough. Yeah. Yeah, they're not creating enough. It just doesn't look good. I mean, they have fucking three shut. They've been shut out three times in the last four game weeks. Not good. All to like kind of badish teams like West Ham, Burnley, and Palace. So these aren't like Spurs. Liverpool, yeah, you know, whatever. No, they looked so, way better against Liverpool and City. Yeah, but still, you know, it's you know, you then you don't feel good starting them against the good teams because it's like right. well, those teams are good; they're going to get destroyed. So, I still don't think it's time to start talking about removing Puki because he just plays ninety, and we've all bought him a little bit earlier, so we got priced and we have a good price on him, and they still do have fixtures like Villa, Bournemouth, Brighton, Watford for the next five. He should score some goals, right? Yeah, I mean, if we're just looking at the way like the match script looks, then I I like Villa Bournemouth, and I really don't like Manchester United. That seems like the type of match where they'll just get nothing. And then like away Brighton, I don't know. Brighton kind of park and play play deep and defensively, and also look to counter. I could see that being another game where they struggle. Yeah, but, but Brighton gets they have a lot of the ball. Their possession sets been high. Yeah, true. So I don't know. I I think at least Villa, Bournemouth, and Watford, especially those three, are good. But I wonder if we're getting to the point in the season where you know we kind of ended last season where you were rotating attackers a lot, and like you were rotating in Rondon, like whoever I don't remember who. For their good attacking fixtures, and I wonder if maybe we we took it one step too far with Norwich, and maybe we should be just rotating them with some other cheap guy. Like I, I don't have the, you know, I haven't like done the work to look at who rotates well with them fixture wise, but you know, just say someone like McGinn or Yarmo or something like maybe but that's this is where specifically we should be with Cantwell, not Pookie. Yeah, with Todd, with Todd. Yeah, yeah. with Todd. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that's horrible, or, or especially if you don't have a lot of money, like a four or five defender, right? If it's a Tomori or right. soy, soy Boy or whatever. Yeah, I think a rotating eleventh yeah. spot on your team between Cantwell and one or two others seems like that might actually be best because Todd is just still, you know, he gets his one chance per game still, basically. So it's not. Yeah, I mean, that I reliable. Lundstrom. Lundstrom rotates pretty well with him. Like he's Lundstrom's got West Ham game week ten, which is a pretty bad one for Cantwell. For right. I mean, at least in the near term, right? But yeah, I think that that's pretty advisable. Yeah, like I feel like Lundstrom, I would start him in ten and eleven potentially over Todd, based on what we've seen. You know, like away Brighton, that seems. Difficult. Yeah, I mean, I agree. outside of home the Burnley. Chelsea match, Brighton haven't really allowed that much, and they're home and blah blah blah. And, and Sheffield United have home Burnley. That that's a pretty good chance for a clean, etc. So yeah, maybe yeah. maybe it's just that that we need to be looking for. I still feel like they're like fine picks, though. Yeah, I still yeah, I still I'm still just holding out a little bit. Yeah, if they blank this week and just look bad and create basically nothing again, yeah. That would it be would, yeah, that would that would be really bad. That would be really bad. Even though Villa are not like the worst team, like it's still home Villa. Like they should still be creating chances in that match. Villa were a mess against Burnley. Yeah, and both teams I mean, were just, both teams were a fucking mess. Yeah, Burnley had a really bad performance, but yeah, if they don't score goals against Villa, 
we'll have to revisit this next part. Yeah. It's really weird when that happens when it's like two sort of defensive sort of bad at attacking teams face off. Sometimes they're just both like really sloppy and really attacking. Like, I don't understand. Yeah, they like each go for something that they're not good at yeah. and then they're like just fucking the game's a mess. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's a weird weird yeah. thing. Um we got questions in on Bournemouth. I think uh for obvious reasons they're Callum and King are kind of hauling pot potty on slice at King question mark. Bournemouth fixtures are great from an attacking perspective. Chester said is it Callum time? Column time actually. Next four games are good attacking fixtures. And Rob said is it, is Colum Wilson the most under the radar player in the game at the moment? A return literally every week so far, only seven nine, still good upcoming fixtures. Don't see many people discussing him. And we talked about him a lot last week. Yeah, we did. And I mean, again, came in, he should have had a brace. He missed his easier chance of no, the two that he had easier. in that game. But yeah, I mean, the fixtures at Arsenal, home Norwich, at Watford, next three, then they have a rough one, home United, but then they got uh, Newcastle away. Wolves home. They haven't, they haven't, the team hasn't been kept out all season, and we've got seven in the books, which is a pretty good run. I, I mean, the team, they just score goals. They, you know, they know how to create space and chances. Edwards got them set up to do that. And yeah, I, I still think King is just bad. He's a bad player. Um, I think that's a really bad pick, so I'm not going to, Nothing has changed there to me. Yeah, but, I agree with yeah, that. Yeah, Callum. Callum's only seven nine still, and yeah, I mean he's on forty six points, eight returns. Yeah, he's great. But uh, then that comes to the thing is like, how do you fit him in? What are you What are you doing to fit him in? God, I I did Callum out for Pookie, which actually probably still netted me points because there's still he's still double digit. Versus Chelsea and City Pookie, but it's still just like, fuck, why did I get rid of Callum again? Um, how do you fit him in? Yeah, I mean, I still think Tammy is like the easiest, and he's still a bit cheaper than Callum, easiest, like most auto forward pick. I mean, if someone was telling me that they were doing like Pookie to Callum, I don't think I would hate that at this point. I mean, like, if two weeks ago I would have been like, nah, it's unnecessary. Like Norwich are still good, they have good fixtures, etc. But based off what have we seen with the teams, like you said, I mean I just Bournemouth are just like a slightly better version of Norwich. Like they've just been doing it for longer and they, they know what they're about and you know, like those next two fixtures are all really, really good attacking fixtures and I expect Callum to return really in all of them. Like there's no reason that he would slow down at this point. His stats have been like really bad up until home West Ham. He was just kind of getting away with it. Like he had those three assists game week one through three all on on fouls, I think. Or yeah, like they weird. were all on pens or free kicks or something. Yeah, they were all just an like actual bullshit. assist. They were just FPL assists. Yeah, and he like wasn't getting shots off and stuff, and it was just like, yeah, whatever, he's returning, but they're all bullshit. And then now it seems like, you know, if Bocce coach is captaining him and he's home West Ham, then it's like it's time to start paying attention. Like and it's it's no wonder he puts up his biggest XG performance of the season and just like it looks good and gets good chances and stuff. So yeah, I mean, I could, you could talk me into Callum over Pookie, but you could also tell me that like Abraham Pookie Callum is like the go-to front three, and I would be like, "Yep, that sounds really good." Yeah, I guess it just depends on if that's the biggest issue of your team because I don't think that's a significant like, upgrade. You yeah, Pookie to Callum. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a fifty-fifty kind of shot, so you could talk yourself into either. Um, and he's more, and Callum's more expensive. So, yeah, yeah I, I agree with you. I agree with that assessment. I mean, and then in terms of midfield and defense, I mean, there's nothing to look at there, right? It's really just Callum to me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know As why Harry Wilson is six. Like, he should be like five. And then it would be like, oh, yeah, maybe he's kind of good. But yeah, Fra- Fraser's drop. Brooks is still out. King is bad. Yeah. 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 I mean, although Rico it must be said, I mean, I, we still believe, and based on everything that, you know, Bournemouth supporters are saying that Lloyd Kelly is going to be the guy. He also created, Rico created six chances this weekend. And it's just like on corners and is really good at crossing. And it's just like, fuck, maybe he'll, he'll just win the job. You know? Yeah, I mean, I have Rico, but I never, ever want to start him. I don't care who yeah, they play. I mean, they have no yeah. cleans all season. So, like, I never expect them to clean no matter who they play. So, yeah, basically seems like that. Yeah. 
Well, like fifth defender, I mean, he's four one, or I mean, got him uh, at four. Like, yeah, yeah, it's amazing, amazing, Another sort of top topic we got a bunch of questions about is just Mares, just the season of Mares. So Gilfy on Slack said Vardy and Mares time. Let's party like it's twenty sixteen. Jay Flo said Mares got ninety minutes in two games in a row. Um, you know, speculation about him not being a two-way player, but now he is a two-way player. Um, Toolsy on Slack, Mara's in. If not, why not? And Pocono on, Pocono on Slack, think about ditching Sterling and Greenwood for Mara's and Callum. Would make Cantwell my first on the bench. I'm scared of Mara's with Pep Roulette, but Sterling has been rested too, so who knows? You have any thoughts on Mara's? I just wanted one quick thing because I realized, like, we didn't really talk about why King is bad, and I just want to right, reiterate right, right, right. his uh, over the last four matches his non penalty xG is point three eight, and then four matches combined, and he has two I think two goal attempts, not including his penalty over the last four matches combined. So he's created he's created <laughs> some chances. He's had seven chances created, two big chances created in his last four, but like those are the that those are his goal. That's his goal output, and that's you know a striker on your team. So, you know, you could do a little bit of that before you just say like, "Oop, goal and assist." Is he an option now? You know what I mean? So, okay. right, um, he's bad. Mara, yeah, he's just bad. Okay, so Mares, what do you what do you think? We we were talking about Mares and Slack the other day. It was kind of upsetting me, honestly. Yeah, I didn't. I I missed that, so I don't know what that was about. But I mean, I I'm. I immediately think back to a question that I think was on our end of season pod, which is like, who is like. You know, under the radar this year that could emerge next year. And my, my first reaction was Mara's, despite the fact that like he probably won't get consistent minutes because like Sane and blah, blah, blah. Obviously, Sane is dead for the season. And now he's getting sort of consistent minutes. I mean, I still, we, we still don't know if he's like first choice. And we still, therefore, wouldn't, would not say that he's nailed, which probably means he's not a pick. Um, I don't know how many more matches of starting would sway me on that because if we do come to the conclusion that he's first choice, then obviously he's a good pick. But I just don't know if that's going to happen. Like Sane would equally put up, you know, double digits all the time for Pep City, and then he would just get dropped for a month with that, with basically no warning and no like reason why. And that made Sane, you know, a nightmare, sort of. Like people were triple captaining Sane last season, like, and then he just get plays fucking zero minutes, and we don't know why. So I'm definitely worried about that. But if it, if we get to a point where he just like starts every game in the next month or something, then yeah, maybe it could be an option. I just without Bernardo, without Bill getting injured, I don't understand how that could happen. I mean, the way that it would happen, in my opinion, is because he's just so good. Like so the, he's going to just drop Bill for four weeks, like because one of them will not play and the other will play. Yeah, it's so weird with Bill because it seems like he's he's the David replacement for next season when when David retires or whatever. But maybe we don't know. It could be fucking Fodinho. Could be Gu- yeah, Gundo. But I don't Someone know. They, don't have, they haven't bought yet. Yeah, or someone they haven't bought yet. But like, it seems if we were picking a best front three, I think we would both take Raz, Kuhn, and Morris. And I don't think that would even be close. No, that's not close, but we don't pick the team. But we don't pick the team. Morris has been like their best player. Fucking, he was incredible versus Everton, and he's so good whenever he starts. But don't know. It's the same thing like Dilv. Dilv, Dilv, like they miss a lot when they don't have him, no matter who they play, but. They also have Champions League, like they have so many games, and I don't think I just feel like what we're seeing of Mars, you know, playing maybe four, he's played four and seven so far. He's not cheap. He's eight five, eight five right. is a lot, right? And we don't pick FPL players who start like usually. Right. We pick players who always start. Right. So I don't, and the, these are the same reasons why we don't have like why we think Dilv is a bad pick and. Why we think Bilv is a bad pick? I mean, he's rotating all these players as he needs to do because they have a billion games, and suddenly, somewhat of a thin kind of front wing winger options or whatever. Yeah. Unless if he decides that he's going to risk going like three five two and and you know some games or whatever. But 
I just don't think that I just don't think that he's an option at all. Yeah, the, uh, again, like I have the three expensive city guys. I have Kevin, I have Sterling, and Guerra. I I feel very confident in saying that though all three of those are absolutely first choice. That doesn't mean that they're nailed for every fucking game because it's Pep and these guys need rest, and that's just how it is, and you just got to right. accept that. But they're definitely first choice. City's right. best team definitely includes all three of them. You yeah. cannot, no one can really say that about Mares, Dilva, Bilva, you know, Gundo, any any of those guys, like Pep can just throw in at any time, rotate at his at his own, you know, whatever. So that's why, right? I mean, yeah, I think it's. I, yeah. I wish he was nailed. It'd be awesome. Yeah, he's fun. Yeah, he's really fun, and he's eight five. I would love to have him instead of Sterling, and feel like I'm going to get the same output of points, but I'm not. Yep. All right. Uh, any other like big topics you want to talk about, or should I just go to some questions? Big topics. Um, I mean, I guess like the Liverpool game was kind of interesting. I mean, yeah. seeing the seeing the clean come in, but I think it's still just kind of just like a reminder of being rewarded with patience, right? Like right. Robbo started off with three straight blanks, and he's just rattled off four straight returns. Six, five, eight, six. Yep. Yeah, it's just you know, remember the good things are good and the bad things are bad. So, yeah, I was so, actually so. just on this note and this. Not particularly relevant for this pod. Maybe for a fireside, I can ask this question or something. But I was just watching match of the day, and that the Sheffield United's biggest chance, actually their only big chance by like Opta in the game, was that one at the very end. It was like 85th minute lock or whatever, and he put it over. On match of the day, they slowed it down. Or like, if that went in, they probably would have called it off on VAR. They don't. They don't raise the flag for those anymore because of VAR, and in X, therefore in XG it counts against Liverpool's defense. So mm-hmm. it's really weird, and it might be lead. And this is obviously the first season that we're like kind of adapting to this, but it might be inflating XG by referees not raising their flags because every time they let it play and the goal doesn't go in, it doesn't get looked at by VAR. So That's an interesting point, right? Because Sheffield United yeah. had like a a one point. I don't remember, 1.2, 1.3 XG or something in the game, and like 0.45 of it was one one shot at the very end that was probably offsides. So if that doesn't happen, if that's chalked off as offsides and, the, and it reflects in the XG, then the numbers look a lot better. But it did happen, so it's like, oh, Liverpool conceding big chances again. You know, it's a weird thing that like I'm sure... Opta and Stats Bomb and those people are all like scrambling to adjust for, but it's it's really hard to adjust for. Yeah, no, that's a fair, that's interesting. Yeah, just an interesting thing. But yeah, patience is coming through. Salah out, right? He blanked one, so. Yeah, definitely. The next, their next fixture run is so rough, must be said. I don't give a shit, dude. He's on pens. Like he'll score. He'll be. I'm fine. just talking. Just talking. No, I know. It's I'm just like it's extremely this is a, difficult period. But it's it's the kind of thing where we have a small window where they have a few tough fixtures, and then they have a really good run for a long, long time. So by the time we like spend our moves to redistribute the money, <laughs> right. then we want him back. And then it's like, uh, and if he has one good game in the next three, like they still play Villa in week eleven or whatever. I mean, if. Then you're just—it's just like, what are we doing? Yeah, you're not gonna. I don't think that's gonna be like good. I don't know. Yep. All right, let's go to questions. So Luca Lad, friend of the pod, Luca. On Twitter, after you're finished laughing at Oria on the pod, please talk about Yarmolenko. And Zach on Slack said, would you move Todd up to Yarmolenko or is that too expensive for a fifth mid if you're not running a 3-5-2? Ugh. Yarmo, thoughts? I mean, he looks good. He's really selfish, which is what you want for FPL. I mean, you love to see it. He just shoots, you know, he shoots on site when he can. And he's getting putting in like decent goal attempt numbers. He's got ten in his last four. Yeah. Um, 
He's got three goals, but he's had zero big chances, so he's been having like really class goals, but not any really positions to score, you know, yeah. happens or whatever. Um, so that's a little bit concerning because, you know, right, his goals have been like really insane individual finishes. But at his price, it's hard to really think that it's a bad option. He seems nailed, even though. Pellegrini does seem to be subbing him recently. Maybe he's still building up fitness because he got 90 and 88 the last two. But I mean, Fornals honestly has been very disappointing. He looked really good in preseason. Maybe that was because they were playing these fucking diabolical like B teams from yeah. League Duh or whatever. <laughs> but he looks like he's not going to come anywhere near unseating Yarmo in the near term, from what I've told, like what I can tell yeah, watching alone, the last Lanzini. couple of games. Yeah, I mean Lanzini's straight back in, but that doesn't threaten Yarm like Yarmo just goes over, you know, to his little yeah, spot yeah. on the on the on the wing. So yeah, I mean I think six is good. I mean, I still think Lanzini at six five now that he's back fit again. I mean, he's I still think he'll trickle in more, maybe more of like a punt. But I mean Yarmo's still a punt, differential rather. Yarmo's still a really big differential. Um he's like two percent owned or whatever. But yeah, I mean I think he's fine. But then it's like I look at Todd and in the last four games, Todd's had three big chances. Tiarmo zero, and he's over a million cheaper, or well, he's a million cheaper now. It's just, I'm not sure. Is that is that the upgrade you want to do? Because it's yeah, still to I'm me not, like you're I, trading I, like one shaky asset for another like shaky asset. Who, if right. they blank twice, you're like, I need to get rid of this player. They're terrible now. Right. Yeah, um, and Tiarmo's hugely, like you said, you know, with words, it reflects the numbers. Like he's hugely outperforming his XG because he's not getting those good chances and he's still scoring. And it's like, is he really going to be dependable in that way? The last time he played, you know, a decent number of minutes was 17, 18 season. He put a thousand minutes with Dortmund. He was way under his XG. So like, this is not the type of player where we're like, yeah, he's like son and just scores like, He's just like an absurd finisher and just like overperforms every season. Like it seems to me like he's just in a hot run. West Ham are still not creating a ton as a team overall. I don't hate it. They have a nice run here, but I also just don't feel confident. Like I look at someone like, you know, you mentioned Cantwell. I look at someone like McGinn and I'm just like, McGinn shoots like fucking 900 times a game. And he usually gets like at least one of those is a big chance every game. And, you know, he's finishing and putting up points and he's cheaper than Yarmo. I look at that and I'm like, yeah, that's probably a more like safe, better place to go. Like he's just so active in every match and looks great in every match. They have Norwich this week, which is like best fixture in the league and home Brighton the next week. Then they have City and Liverpool. So maybe you, you know, rotate him out for that. But I feel like someone like McGinn would be more who I'm targeting in that, in that price bracket. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, it's the same thing. I don't feel much for Yarmo. I mean, I haven't thought about him for my my team really at all. Yeah, I do like him. He's like no, he's fun. Yeah, he's great. But. It is very strange though how much like chat is around him. I don't know what that is, but it feels like he's very like he's being talked about like way more than he should be. Yeah, for what he's been doing. I don't right. really know why or what that is. Just an observation. Maybe that's what happens when you score against Manchester United. Yeah, I don't know, maybe. Phil on Slack said, who are your favorite players under 5% owned and why? Like favorite, like across all positions? I guess. I don't even know. How do I even have to sort by ownership percentage? Yeah, I mean, I was like, I mean, we talked about Pereira last week, but Chilwell's 4% owned and they just look, I mean, it's maybe bad timing because they're at Liverpool, but. He's another one who, you know, he could put up some, you know, like 12 pointers with an assist clean type games with bones in the next near term. I think he's, he's only, I mean, five four is a lot cheaper than prayer at six. Mm-hmm. He definitely doesn't have like the same kind of a like goal shout in the box, et cetera. But he's, you know, he puts in a lot of crosses and a lot of them are unsuccessful, which we know is good for BPS. So I like that. I like, I like him. I mean, again, probably not now. Obviously they're going to Anfield, but just as a pick. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking around. I still think you're, what was that, two pods ago when you were shouting how Ericsson has dropped in price and how under-owned he is? I mean, he's 3.9% owned. He's probably nailed now that, like, the, you know, he wasn't sold. And, you know, he comes straight in, unsurprisingly, in a home banker with an assist. They have a way Brighton home Watford next to. 
he's just good. He's a consistent FPL returner. He probably should be owned more. Um, they're just such a mess. They're just a mess, but still. Yeah, still. Uh, yeah, I'm um, looking around. I mean, Tamori honestly is still 3.1. Like, I don't. Again, I don't really think that they're like a tight ship that are going to keep tons of cleans this season, but it's the run that defines it for me. Came away with yeah. a seven-pointer against Brighton. They only conceded the one big chance. They're probably lucky that Burn didn't put it away, but again, it was only one big chance. They, and they still have away Southampton, home Newcastle, away Burnley, away Watford, home Palace. So, I mean, he should probably be more represented too. Yeah. I mean, Wood, we've been talking about Wood, but he's off 20 points in two weeks. He's still really low on. <laughs> Wood is your fucking boy. He's so good. He's just <laughs> owning. Him. Yeah, he's owning. He's, he's great. Um, yeah. What is it like? Is it 5%? It's like you just want to get someone that no one has to like. I guess he just wants to thing. punt on some differential or something like that. What's Aurea's ownership? <laughs> 2.9. Oh, Not bad. Yeah, not bad if you he want can't more get below zero in game week eight. So yeah, good, f- solid floor in game week eight, and then yeah, he probably true. won't start in game week nine. So decent. Well, Foythinho is uh, very, very near return. He's actually zero point zero percent owned. Oh so my there's god! A big... No family. <laughs> no family. He just numbers. doesn't have he a doesn't family. Have a, he has zero own. No, you know how they round down. But yeah, he's uh, he's he could be one for the future. He could actually be good. Four nine. Yeah, four nine is nothing. Dunno. Dunno. Yeah, it's it's hard honestly to look at like ownership percentage and shit, but there are guys. There are guys for sure. Like even McGinn, like what's McGinn's ownership? Let me check this. Nine point two. Never mind. Disqualified. That's still really low, though. It's still I mean, really low, and he's like fucking at. hauling. He's like clearly the main man. He's thirty eight points, eight and ten in his last two weeks. Yeah, I don't. Maybe I should not have gotten rid of him. <laughs> I mean, I understood it because Villa are just kind of bad, but at the same time, it's like they have some compare him to right? Yarmo. Like he's shooting a lot and putting up xG. That's a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Don't know. All right. Let's know. go. Next one. Um, Gilfy pleasures on Slack. Oh no, I already read this one. Never mind. Zach, I'm like, how aggressively should we be trying to get OBS in considering his run of fixtures? Is it worth dropping Mane, Salah, Raz, or Kuhn? We, we talked about this like two weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, it's hard also. We, didn't, we don't have the data from the game today. That's kicking off in like an hour and a half or whatever. Right. But even but, the run really is steady after United, too. So I don't know. It's still in my thoughts, to be honest. I mean... I have Kuhn. I'm happy with Kuhn. I'll probably still be captaining Kuhn, but maybe a million spent elsewhere improves my team enough where it's worth going there. That you could talk me into that. I mean, at this point, maybe it's safer to be captaining someone like Obs than a city guy with all these benchings. So, but they still have like Thursday Europe games. Yeah, right. They still have their nightmares. So that's yeah. They still aren't coming in like they they have no other games during the week and without Laka. He basically like has to play OBS in the Thursday. Yeah, so I guess to answer the question, how aggressively should we be trying to? Not aggressively at all. I guess that would be the answer. Very passively. Yeah. Passively then, trying know, you, it on. But that's the other thing. Like we obviously poo-pooed the, the Mo idea, but when you just stack them for the next like five, stack the fixtures up against each other. Yeah. Moa's Leicester United Spurs Villa City. In the next five games, and Arsenal have Bournemouth, Sheffield, Palace, Wolves, Leicester. Actually, those fixtures are deceptively not that good. Mm, they're pretty like good. away Sheffield, Sheffield is not is good. Bad. Home Palace, Palace is, is a bust; they're hard to break down. Home Wolves, Wolves is a bust; they're hard are... to break down. And at Leicester is a top right, four defensive know. team or top four team straight up. I don't know. I don't know anymore. I'm not saying yeah, it's bad, I, but it's not no, like it's, two weeks ago we would have looked at that and been like, those are all captain bull halls. Yeah. Yeah, I just think that if you have them, great. But I don't think double swapping or taking a hit to get rid of your other double digit price players to get OBS is something that is necessarily like good. Yep. 
I just I feel like I'm in a little static bubble this week of just like no one's gotten injured, like all of the double digit players, it's just like roll with who you have. Like I don't know what to do. Like I don't know what's happening to get right. like better or improve. Like I think it is kind of a weird place where you just wanna just like let your guys play. Yeah, I mean I'm hope so, to I'm hit, in like, the hope same to boat. I have, the, I have four premiums. I basically have like no flexibility, no wiggle room on my other spot. So like I made yeah. the Diop to Tamori straight swap four five to four five. That's that's basically all I have in my locker. That's all all I have in my toolbox is like straight swaps unless I until slash unless I drop one of my premiums. Yeah, maybe there'll be injuries in champions league or something to throw to mix things up, but yeah, as of right now it seems like Pretty, yeah, we're chilling. Pretty, like kind of stable. Yeah, I probably fucked up with the cheap defense. I feel like I'm gonna regret it. And Mount, dude, Mount kills me. The fact that he keeps rising, I'm just like, God damn it, dude. I had I got him in when he was like six one, and then I got rid of him yeah. on wild card because he's like orange flagged ankle nightmare, and then he's just now he's six seven and like returns, and like I'm just like fucking a. So, well, I mean, you have. Tammy instead, so that's just what it is. Yeah, I know, but I had both. Yeah. I should have both. It's you can annoying. also, if you really want to go with Mount, you can always double swap Pookie to him. Yeah, that's true. If, I mean, if you feel like that's going to be better for you. Yeah. Um. So, two more questions. Rob Beyond like, is Pereira slash Soy double up viable for those moving away from Dean? Would you double Lester defense? Yeah, definitely. I mean, again, I think the it, Liverpool good. the Liverpool game is just a rough one, but if you can wait a week or I mean obviously you don't want to double them right now, but yeah, yeah. The, the fixture runs really good and they I mean they look like they're clearly entrenched in that like top 6 right now to me from what I've seen out of them. Yeah. Um possibly top just, 4. Yeah, they're just good. They're a good team and they've been really good defensively and they're just good. So yeah, definitely definitely like that. I agree. And and that's a nice like differential too, by the way. Like I feel like everyone's sort of slowly catching up to us and transferring in one Lester guy. Like maybe everyone's transferring in soy and stuff now. A double up would be like extremely differential. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. Pereira is six point nine percent owned and soy is six point two percent owned. So yeah, no one has both. Yeah. Um and lastly, Walsh on Slack. What the fuck what the actual fuck is up with Burnley defense? I doubled up a few weeks back, didn't watch the game, and I'm very concerned about shipping two goals to Villa. Can you only can you only trust them at home? Um I mean I think it's still a good hold. They yeah. have been they've been really just like schizo performances this season, I think, but I don't know what it's down to precisely. Maybe he's trying to attack a little bit more than usual, but I mean, I still believe that me and Tarkovsky are just both very bad players, and <laughs> the they like have these. I feel like every time I watch them concede a goal, the two of them are just out of position, and there's someone like in front of them, wide open, who they're not marking, and they just mark like no space in front of the keeper. It's like, why are you not marking the player? The player is going to score the goal, not empty space. It's it's insane, but I still think that when they have good fixtures, they're still reliable. Defense to to back, yeah, and, and their fixtures are still cheap. pretty good, and they're super yeah, cheap. Yeah, they're all cheap. Yeah, so it's not you're but, not putting a huge investment there. Yeah, but at the same time, if you have like double and you don't have Tamori or Soy or something, and you just don't feel good about it, then you can always just you know that's an easy switch. Yeah, those those teams are just better. For yeah. what it's worth, Burnley are still sitting fourth in non penalty x x goals allowed. That's, yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty good. The only teams in front of them are Manchester United, Leicester, Liverpool. So, you know, statistically they've been good. But. Yeah. Um, that's it for questions. Kind of a light load this week. Anything else you want to shout or anything, or do you want to do you want to move ahead? Um, I don't know. It felt like it was kind of a little damp squib game week, honestly. Yeah, it kind of was. Yeah. Um. All right. Yeah. Let's move on. So captains, we got two questions about captains. Um, SK on Slack, what, if anything, have we learned about captaincy this season? And then Jeff D on Slack, are City players no longer captaincy options, rotation, reduced minutes, sub-appearances, and now Kevin as a niggle? Yeah, I saw there were some rumors that Kevin didn't 
train today or something. Yeah, he didn't train he was... today, and he like came off a little bit like some sort of like muscle thing or something. Yeah. Um, what do you think about this city captaincy thing? Because it is getting to be very challenging, right? Yeah, I mean, and I've got burnt by it two times in the last three weeks. Like I said earlier, I don't think it's going to be an every week thing. I don't think like this is normal. This is normal pep shit, but really it's not like Sterling's going to get rested like every three weeks or something. Usually it's, it's much less frequently than that. So, you know, I'm still going to be captaining my city players in the good fixtures. I still have the big three and I'm home wolves. My captaincy right now is on Kuhn and I'm not really like considering anyone else. I don't think, they're just gonna be completely rotated every every game week. But if that does happen, then yeah, I think it's time to probably start looking elsewhere for captains. And and captaincy as a whole will be a lot more interesting and difficult if that does happen. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. I mean, I mean he, I'm Yeah. But no, I was just gonna say, like Pep came out and said that like Kuhn had something with his leg and that's why I didn't start him, and now he wants to start him in Champions League. Like so if he's starting in Champions League, does that mean I'm supposed to not start him? I'm not captain him home Wolves? Like, he's still the best striker. He still should play. Or am I being stupid? And that's an obvious Jesus game. Like, I, I, I hate spending brain energy trying to figure out Pep. Well, then that could come back to the thing of maybe we shouldn't be looking there. Or should we just be captaining Kevin every week? Well, so that's what I was going to come on to. Is I this watching this game made me completely done with ever captaining Raz over Kevin until I see Raz not playing on the fucking sideline. Well, he had his like huge big chance that Mara's created, and he put it wide. Like he should have really had a brace. I mean, the goal he did score, I felt like was kind of lucky, but I think one goal was fair for him on the return, but. He spends seventy minutes of the game standing on the sideline, and I just don't want that. Like he's not. That, that's what I keep seeing, and it's problematic. With I mean, unless if Mendy's playing, which he's you know who knows which one of them is going to play. Right. He's just not doing enough. Instead of Kevin, who's just creating all these massive chances and also getting his little goal goal scoring opportunities himself. It seems and, like and the, the balance bones. there's. Yeah, and the bonus. I mean, Raz never gets bonus on one goal game. So it feels like, well, he did already earlier this year, but whatever, you know what I mean? I, it does feel like the balance has tipped there for me with, to Kevin. And also positionally with Kevin is I haven't seen a single game where he's like very reserved. Like it doesn't seem like that's an option anymore for him. Like it was maybe last year or two years ago. Right. When Pep was kind of trying to figure out where his best position was this year, he's playing. As like support striker, like he's central up at the edge of the box, like making runs in and off. He's always offering. I wonder and if part of that has, is Gundo too, who's playing a ton of minutes this season, and he can kind of more double as the like secondary defensive guy, and then that lets Kevin just stay. It seems like he's up, he's like on the right side at the top of the box every time they have the ball. He's just like right yeah. there in that half space, yeah. Yeah, maybe I have no. I mean, Gundo, I don't know what he does or what he allows other players to do, but yeah, I think Kevin's just—he just looks better. He's just, every game, every time I watch them, he looks better than Raz. So that's why I, I got so gonna, mad at the vice captaincy halls in game week six is because I felt like I was ahead of the curve by captaining Kevin in game week five. Like I was. Saying and doing exactly what you're saying right now. I was like, no, yeah. Kev, Kev is better. Like, he's another level this season. Captain Demoway Norwich, he's benched, obviously. And then 17 and 9 in the next two weeks. And I'm just like, fuck. And now everyone's captaining. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least you have him. Yeah, um, a lot of people don't have him. Yeah, so that, that was one thing I took away there. But in terms of the. I mean, Liverpool, it's just they, they haven't had the fixtures to Captain Mo. I mean, they've been. The last two at Chelsea, at Sheffield United, we didn't really want any of that. And then Leicester, Manchester United, Spurs next three, don't want anything to do with that. At Villa 11, we could talk about that. And then City in 12. So, you know, other than game week 11, that there's just not a pick there for captaincy. And then, I mean, where are we going? I mean, is it getting to be the time where, you know, Pookie home villa, like, or, you know, things like that, we're able to maybe start considering like Tammy more or, or, I mean, do you think that we need yeah. to start 
doing that. I mean, yeah, I mean, I was like, I think we both were kind of shitting on people captaining Tammy, captaining Mount and shit like that we were seeing on Slack this week. But really, by the numbers and by how the games looked and the highlights, like, that that was the correct choice. Like, Chelsea should have scored, like, five. Um, and those guys should have hauled and looked much more likely to have the individual, like, huge captaincy returns than any of the City guys or any of the Liverpool guys. I mean, maybe yeah. Mane probably should have had two. He had two huge chances. Mo had one huge chance, but like it wasn't like a constant barrage like that Chelsea match was. So yeah, maybe we should be. I mean, I've already captained Pookie once this season. Like I, I've been trying to be a little bit more gut feel outside of the box with my captains this season. I've just managed to miss a bunch of like like two benchings and a you know pookie blank and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. I mean, like I think that that is kind of back to the obs argument. Like that's a, a reason that people are kind of going him. Aside from the fact that he's just good and Arsenal are pretty good at attacking and stuff. It's like you look at him and you you have a bunch of good home matches and those are all kind of captainable. Whereas like City's rotating, Liverpool have bad fixtures. I think that gives people sort of like a sense of comfort or something with with ops. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean maybe maybe that is the thing that we're learning is that, you know, going diff captain off especially off Champions League weeks is fine. Yeah, it might be fine. I think captaincy is maybe a little overrated in in its importance in general. Yeah. In general. I mean, I Yeah. It's a lot of luck. We always say that. There's a ton of luck and yep. you know, if you if you hit a differential cap, you can fly. If you blank a city guy captain, you can still fly. It doesn't just destroy your week. Um, I don't know. Yeah. So who who this week do you like outside of like city? I guess because I'm on Coon, but maybe I should be looking elsewhere. Yeah, I, I I mean Pookie is not insane. I mean, I'm just looking at my team. Like, I don't really have much in the way of options, but there is something attractive about captaining someone who has a week to prepare for their game yeah. rather than captaining someone in the Champions League game when you don't know what the rotations would be if A, your player starts, B, if their good team starts. Like Every or, time I watch City and Gundogan plays, I'm like, this sucks. Like They look fucking horrible. Right, and, it, and it's know, also kind Wolves of and Leicester are way better than Villa you know, defensively. Yeah. Uh, it's like... Yeah, Tam, Ch- Tammy's I mean, Ch- away Southampton. Yeah. They're creating a million chances per game, Chelsea. So maybe that yeah, is Chelsea, something to look at. I, I think, yeah, Chelsea, I think, is definitely somewhere to look. And Arsenal, yeah, I mean, Arsenal too. Yeah, if, is huge. Yeah, I mean, if it doesn't really matter if Aubameyang plays on Thursday. They have no other striker with lockout, so you could feel comfortable there. So yeah, you know, I don't know. Maybe maybe this is a week where you do something aggressive to do like an obs to cap him. I don't know. I'm fucking a mess with this shit, dude. I need to really spend time this week figuring this out. And I just I know that like Pep already said that Kuhn is going to start in the Champions League. So I'm I just know that I'm going to have this decision of like, okay, well he plays Sunday. He played probably. Let's just say set between seventy and eighty in, in Champions League. Like, am I comfortable starting captaining him, or is this another Jesus game? Like, I don't. I already am like panicking about this. I don't know what to do. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I was, I'm I'm going all over the shop before. I'm like, just hold your guys, and now it's like quick. <laughs> like, yeah, now I'm like, minus okay, eight, minus eight. <laughs> like now, fuck uh, me, dude. Yeah, maybe this is gonna be a long week. Maybe I should do Coon Dobbs. I just I don't know how it seems bad. Good. If it seems bad, then probably shouldn't do it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like the points are close, probably, right? I don't know. Yeah, I guess they are. And Coon has fifteen more points. Maybe it's not. Yeah, that but close. that's he didn't play yet. He has up a game. Oh yeah, yeah, true, true, true. Yeah. Game in hand, game in hand. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Interesting. D- d- interesting and difficult. Yeah. Now, what about your team? So you have the two free. So have, do you have any inclination on what you're going to do? No, I, I don't really have any money. I'm just. I keep getting. I'm point two away from getting Tammy in for Alaire, and I have no real place to find point two. I don't really want to move any of my starters. Um, I just have no idea what to do. 
God, yeah, you are in this lock. I'm just looking at your team. You're so locked in. Yeah, and I think a lot of people are in your situation right now and just don't yeah. know what to do. I just don't feel too confident in any of the things that we've like bandied about of actually doing for my team. Right. Like I get the arguments for all of these yeah, things, yeah. but well, what, when I we look at my even team, talked about something like, for you that would fit your team. I feel like. Well, I could do any of these things, right? Like I theoretically. What you mean, like Salah out? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, I could do that, right, or right, right. do something with like defense and free money up, and get like another. I could replace my third striker. No, but your someone. defense is Trent, Robbo, Mendy. Like, no, don't. Yeah, I don't do want to fuck with that. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I mean, I might even just do like Nikita to fucking Greenwood and float Ketia. just to like have yeah. a guy who's in the Premier League instead of in the Championship. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's I debatable just, I if that's know. good or bad. I'm not sure, but yeah, I mean, yeah. that is probably what I would do too. I think we both are in the camp of like holding our Norwich assets for Home Villa, which means you have your lineup is basically already set for you. Um, yeah. yeah, I think I think I honestly would do something like that if I were you. I, there's no, I don't feel like making a transfer just for the sake of making it is good if you like all your players and shit. I don't like Alaire. Yeah, but I is, think it's is a, there it's anyone a cheaper? There's really only Wood. Ugh, I don't want that. Yeah, no, I don't want that either. But I, I'm just saying, I don't like him. I don't like that spot yeah, anymore. Yeah, that's so that's a problem. He's so, just yeah. So I you, mean, I know Lanzini to find a way to make him Tammy or Callum, right? That's basically what you're looking at. Yeah, I, I just, I just don't have a way. So I need to fucking figure it out. Might be Mo out. Every time I take Mo out, it doesn't work. <laughs> it might be though. It might be the best way. Who? Well, it depends what striker you want. Okay, I don't. I don't want to do any more of this talk right now. Why? Is it getting too real? Yeah, yeah. It's like we're in therapy, and your just head is down. No, I need. I I can't open up about this right now. I'm like, okay, next. I mean, it's okay. It's a possibility, but I also just feel like the whole of my team is in okay shape that I don't feel like good enough to make something that aggressive and like stick with this for the next like month, you know? Like I don't Yeah, yeah, yeah. like that. So it's also I mean, hard to do it like Champions live League. on the pod. Like you need to think about it. Yeah, like we're going to have Champions League. I mean, I do feel like having no lesser players is an issue after this Liverpool game ends. But yeah. we have Champions League, we have this one weekend, and then we have two weeks off. So I do like the idea of just floating again and having two freeze. Yeah, I think having two freeze is good. But but I don't know. We'll see. I mean, you know, West Ham have home house, which is like okay, then at Everton, home Sheffield United, home Newcastle. I mean, I don't know. He could still just kind of trickle in and they're just I just don't have a convenient way to go elsewhere. So maybe my best option is just stick with him. But yeah. the layer that is, you know. All right. What about you? Um, I, I mean, the main problem in my team is gun, and I, similarly to you, have basically nowhere to go. I mean, so for me, it's just looking like a simple save. I mean, I said that on the pot last week, and then I did the up to Tamori, but this week I think I'll actually save. Um, well, what about there's a new four four keeper in town? Okay, keep going. Roberto Jimenez Gago. Oh, the West Ham guy? <laughs> he just goes straight back. God. I mean, I, Flap is out for months. Yeah, he's out for actual months. I mean, honestly, yeah. this guy with his fixtures is probably better than Gunn. But in one, <laughs> two, three, four, five weeks, this guy's fixtures are way worse than Gunn's have been, you know? So do I just go yeah. make this move and then go like back to Gunn? Like, I don't want to do that. No, I'd rather this just is save getting my back till your last season, where you spent like six transfers on goalkeeper, it's and horrible. you didn't. Yeah, it's it's bad. Yeah, I mean, Gun oh could be negative points as we come Chelsea. That's <laughs> in play. Oh my god! Yeah, so saving and figuring out something yeah. with Gun would be nice for yeah. you. Maybe I save and then like triple move or something like that. I mean, I'm going to have to choose which premium to drop. It's like it's like Sophia's choice or some shit. So is that is that what it's called? Sophie's no, choice. So it's Sophie. But Who's Sophia? Sophia is the uh, step stepsister. Rosemary's choice. Um 
<laughs> so I'm gonna have to do that, figure it out. But I think easy, easy save for me. For my my yeah. eleven is fine. Most of my guys are good. You know, soy last spot on the bench this week's fine. No big deal. Hayden, fine, whatever. Doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Maybe I'll put in right. Hayden for like Raz. Just get that auto sub. Just light a fire under his ass. Sure. Yeah. This yeah. advanced advanced strategy. Yeah. Not for new That'll, players. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, I'll definitely tweet, tweet it at Raz. Yeah, I'm starting fucking red flagged Hayden over you this week. That's basically it. Okay. Yeah. Now let me slap some asses. We got four new Patreon signups this week, four new slaps to ass, ass to slaps. Jake Atry, Richard Saunders Irving, love a hyphenated name, Alex Mitchie, and Zach Dewitt. Do it. Uh, that's basically it. I mean, it felt like a short pod because it was kind of like a weird, weird week. But uh, well, this is what the length of our pods used to be. <laughs> yeah, back in the day. This yeah. season, they've all been like an hour forty. Yeah, if we need to, maybe I don't know, whatever. It's all good. Okay, Adam, chill. All right, all right. Oh wait, right, lineups dude. are probably out. But uh, anyway, any last words? No, it's going to be a long break for till our next pod. I guess. Oh my like, god, I, that's I, horrible. I but we'll figure out our. We'll, I guess keep an eye on the Twitter. We'll we'll post what's going on for. Yeah, and all the Patreon shit will be up, and then yeah. we'll do firesides next week. So it won't be completely, won't be a blank blank slate for us. Yeah. All right, check us out at fmlfield.com. Follow on Twitter at fmlfield. Support us at patreon.com/slash fmlfield. Subscribe, rate, review, and cheers. Yeah.